Does the story work? That's the question, isn't it? Welcome to the StoryGrid Showrunner podcast, dedicated to answering this question by using the StoryGrid method developed by Sean Coyne. So in 2020, we're focusing on action and thriller stories. To date, we have analyzed Killing Eve seasons one and two. We've analyzed The Umbrella Academy, The Witcher, the Netflix thriller, You, and also Killing Eve season three. And now we're about to start Ozarks. So here how it's gonna work. Today, we're gonna be discussing the expectations of the show from seeing the trailer and reading the series descriptions. And in two weeks, we'll have watched the entire show and we'll break down why it works or doesn't and how the writers could have made it better or what we can learn about writing from the show. Specifically, we're gonna be talking about the editor's six core questions and we'll be releasing the one page outline, which is the fool's cap for the show. So if you're writing an action or a thriller story, please join us, listen in. Uh, hopefully we'll provide you with some inspiration and ideas of what has worked and hasn't worked in these popular shows. Now, let's get on with the show. So expectations, I'll start us off. I'm really excited to see this series. I, I, I miss Breaking Bad. I really enjoyed watching that series and, and the progress and the character arcs and all the surprises and you know maybe not so much the killings, but it was definitely uh, exciting and surprising. So uh, I'm seeing a similarity here. Uh, you know, a, a father of a family, it looks like, who's trying to, you know, Whatever, however, we haven't watched it yet, but he's trying to protect his family and he looks like he's going to have to do some dubious things to do it and work with the cartel, it looks like. So I'm really excited. I, I, I expect a thriller. I expect some, some surprises. I expect some deaths and some, some close escapes and can't wait to get started. Parul, what about you? So in terms of genre, I always think genre when I see something, I'm like, huh, action, thriller, maybe. Definitely morality status, maybe, depending on what he's after. So it's unclear to me at the moment why he's making these dark choices, but we know he's chosen to be a drug dealer and he's going to pay the price. As a viewer, this definitely looks like an edge of my seat type of show. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm excited to watch it, but I am a bit squeamish, so I'm going to have to look away a little bit when I see all the body count rack up. What about you, Mel? Well, I totally agree with what you both said. I really expect an exciting, thrilling story about a family man struggling to do what's right for his family. And as you already said, Peru, what's more morally right? Why their life gets threatened more and more and his marriage is going to be tested. So shall we continue with our expectations that the trailer said? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so we're going to put a, we'll put a link to the trailer in our notes, right? And then they can just link to the trailer we watched. I don't know if there's multiple trailers, but I think Mel's going to kick us off with this. Yeah, just let's watch the official Netflix trailer. So this one, this trailer starts right with the stating the objects of desire. Though not only for the protagonist, the family man and husband who is called Marty, but also for the antagonist that is later introduced as a Mexican drug cartel. And the beauty is they only need to say one word and we immediately get lots of pictures in our head about that one subject. And we know it's going to be good and bad because there are all sides to it and it all comes down to money. And the protagonist, it's really interesting, he defines money not only as a way to differentiate himself by saying that which separates the haves from the have-nots, but he also adds even more value to money as he states at the end of the trailer, money is at its essence the measure, the measure of a man's choices. 
So choices. And the hardest, probably the biggest choice of, his, of this first season is in the beginning hook because it influences the rest of the story. And the trailer tells us what choices the protagonist will be facing. He has deciding between to invest in his family's future and taking the responsibility for the consequences of those actions. And by all the images we see and the short dialogue we get, we know what choice this guy made. He is laundering money for a Mexican drug cartel. And the FBI is watching him and his family's life is threatened. Even his marriage, start, marriage trust starts to suffer as he accuses his wife about another betrayal. So all those little moments that show us the choices he made, they make us want to find out how it all turns out for this guy. Is this going to be a morality punishment story combined with an exciting thriller? Well, I, I guess so. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's an interesting question, right? How, what takes it down to the thriller? That's fascinating. I think that to add to that, because all really good points, I was just thinking in how in the trailer, his worldview is really fixed. And obviously it's just a trailer, but I think it's a reflection of what we're about to see, which is this isn't a man who's questioning his choices. He may rue the consequences, but he's tough. He wants to do whatever it takes. And when the FBI says to him, you know, aren't you tired of the lying, the running, aren't you tired? Their answer is to deny it, meaning, no, I'm not tired. So this makes me think of an anti-hero that we're likely to support despite his habits, shall we say, and his life choices. So when you say an anti-hero, you're talking about, he, you know, he's doing bad things, but he's got good reasons to do them. He's got his own personal reasons. He's, he's almost, he's almost a, an evil Jack Reacher because it looks, sounds like he's got his own code. He's following <laughs> I thought of Jack Reacher too when I was writing this. He's following his yeah. code, but it's not necessarily a code that most people would choose. Uh, and, and, and he's sticking by it, but he's probably not going to change along the way. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Exactly. So, I almost put, I, I first put anti-villain and then I thought, nah, I, I just can't, the way the trailer has portrayed him, it, there's no sense that we would dislike him massively. So if it was a villain, as we've talked about Randall, it would be a character who ultimate end is evil. Like they, we don't, we, we don't get on board with their choices, but with him, he's portrayed in the trailer as someone that we would potentially be sympathetic towards. Yeah. Because he's putting family first. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, and so the uh, villain is the hero of his own story, right? So because we're seeing the, the story from him and his family's point of view, we sympathize with them. But if we saw it from like the FBI's point of view, like, hey, this guy's, yeah, right? Yeah. So he's, exactly. he's, that's why he's an anti-hero because he's, he's the hero of his own story. But in the real, if look at the authorities looking in, would see it a different way. So, so I guess my, my take on the, the thriller, thriller's part crime, part horror, part action, okay? And from the trailer, we get all these pieces, and I'll just go over them real quick. I mean, crime is good. The crime's got, is going to be, uh, not, not crime, crime's going to be global values of justice and injustice, and we got the FBI on his trail. So we see that, you know, there's going to be some authorities involved in this, and whether he's going to be caught or not remains to be seen. Hopefully it's surprising. And then also we see a number of deaths. We got the life and death of the action genre. And we got a lot of number of threats for his family. Looks like his children are in danger. And then the horror lies in the, the fact that he can go, go beyond death because his family is at risk. And that for most people is damnation. 
the fact that you, whatever you've done has caused the death of a family member is is worse than death for you. So I think it's got all the different pieces of what we decide, what we what we think of in the story grid as uh, a thriller. It's got all the pieces there, and uh, like I said, so all the ingredients are there, and I can't wait to see it. And whether they can pull it off, we'll see. I feel like we're a little bit jaded because we've watched a few things where they seem to promise it in the beginning and then they haven't delivered. I've reviewed most of those things with you guys. And, you know, we started out all excited. Umbrella Academy, Mel couldn't even stop talking about it. I was like, it's the best thing ever. And then <laughs> the I, was like, the I was like, the Witcher is going to be awesome. And then yes, we're yeah. all like, Arr. so. But you was great. Yeah, you, you was and you was a crime filler. So this that was my kind of choice. Like crime filler yeah. too. Peru, you have to make the choices. Yeah, Ozarks All actually, right. we'd, we'd heard about it from a few people and then yeah. someone met, someone else mentioned it recently. I think we've just had way too many people suggest it to us. Oh, Mark Mc... When you were hosting the Story Grid. The Guild. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's an editor from New Zealand. Yeah. So let's talk about takeaways for readers and viewers, okay? Let's talk about the key things that make a great thriller, in our opinions, as, as ed Story Grid editors and as, as enjoyers of thrillers. How about parole can kick us off? What makes a great thriller parole in your, in your opinion? I mean, there are a whole bunch of stuff and we're all going to go through many of them. I'm going to stick with this idea of a compelling main protagonist, whether it's a hero or an anti-hero, someone who we can't help but root for. We know what their object of desire is and we want it for them too. We stick with them through their conflicts and their progressive complications. That's a great one. No, I, we, we've, we've talked a lot about this, Perul and I, and, and if you don't sympathize with the hero and you're not invested in the story, it kind of falls apart. And uh, that's a great one. For me, I, I got three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, the three thing where I, I, I choose three things that I think make a great thriller. A great inciting incident, especially when you're talking about a TV series. If you want to draw the, the audience in to watch more, you got to have that great inciting incident that's going to keep them watching. And it's and uh, then also a great villain, which you just mentioned, uh, either your hero or your anti-hero. But but basically, the the your hero or your anti-hero can only be as good as the person as opposed yeah. to them. Yeah, exactly. So so if you have a if you have an anti-hero, you got to have a great villain for him to compete against. And then the the great hero at, at the mercy of the villain scene is what I love. The last so a good core event, you mean? Really yeah, good, core, good event. core event. Like the the very the last chapter of the episode, the last episode of the series just should blow me away, and uh, like Watchmen did. And so if we, uh, if we ever get to analyze that, I'll, I'll be really excited. What about what do you think about Mel? Well, I think to add to everything that you just said, which I totally agree with, um, the spine of the story should still be you have to hit your external genre it needs to be needs to have all the obligatory scenes of the thriller but you need to combine it with this strong internal genre only then you can lead to all of those moments that you talked about and develop the characters as best as you can if you really focus on the internal genre and the character arc as well cool good one though i i'm really excited i i, I had some friends tell me about this and i, and I was like yeah but I, I watched the preview. I heard Mark talk about it. I suggested it to Pruel. Mel was like, eh, whatever. I watched, I watched the trailer, like in our last meeting, and I said, oh, that's cool. So much killing and so much trouble. I want to see it. Maybe my German excitement didn't get to you that much. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up our podcast for today. It was a short one. 
If you like the show, please leave us a rating review and tell your writer and editor friends about us. For more information, videos, and articles on the StoryGrid, go to storygrid.com, or you can visit us at our website, sgshowrunners.com. If you want to connect to any one of the editors directly, links to our web pages are in the show notes. In two weeks, we're going to talk about the six core questions of Ozark. So watch the series, tune in then, and if you have any suggestions for our next television series, which we're going to do next month, write us a comment in our webpage. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.